Hey, what's up, guys? Kyle is back. I got one person right here who doesn't eat beef. We have another guy that only listens to Keith, and we are the You Know I Got Soul podcast. <laughs> Player, that was the greatest intro I have ever heard in the history of podcasting. <laughs> so we're wow. finally back again. Uh, just uh, us three and uh, here for another podcast. Uh, what's up, Ed? What's up, Tom? What's good, Players? Can I just start out by saying I was on Google today. And I typed in Tracy Spencer and Soul and Stereo was the second result. And I was so impressed. And I shared the link on Twitter. That's what's up. Soul and Stereo making the rounds. SEO is all the rage, player. But I got to thank my readers because they have really been supporting your boy, especially in the past 12 months. We've seen a lot of new readers come in. So thanks for coming in and letting your boy just wreck your day with my rants. <laughs> so this is the podcast where are they now edition because yes. all day on twitter we were asking our readers who are you looking for who do you want to know where they are and we got a lot of interesting responses and some people haven't been paying attention though i will say that have you not been visiting the website soul and stereo you know i got soul like Play, josh you Yes, if I get one more email asking where John B is, like he never made an album after Cool Relax. I'm like, where y'all been at? Man, it's been rough. But before that, we'll, we'll discuss some of the names. But before that, let's talk about some of the new music that's been out. I know you guys are raving about Tiana Taylor's EP or mixtape she put out. Yep, I was just with Ed, uh, you know, before the podcast. We were talking about this um this pod, I mean, this uh, this mixtape, um, it's very throwback, uh, reminiscent of the 90s, but as Ed told me, you know, it, it still has a current feel to it, and that's what I really like about this record. Yeah, it wasn't, when I heard about it, you know, there's this, this mindset of, is it a throwback or is it dated? Does it sound old? Does it sound out of place? And it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it was pulled from 1991 in a bad way. It sounds like it was incorporated. The sounds that were popularized then were used here. And it was a great opportunity to have a different feel and sound. And she did a great job on it. I would love to hear more of this on mainstream charts. But I know that's yep. wishful thinking. There's a record on there where uh, she samples Belle Biv DeVoe. So shout outs to Derek Dunn, who's the biggest new edition fan <laughs> on the planet. Good so, boy, uh, Derek, yes. <laughs> I don't even know if he's had a chance to uh, listen to the mixtape yet, but I'm willing to bet in the next week or so he's going to come to us and say, hey, did you guys know uh, she sampled Belle Biv DeVoe? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, yeah, player. Speaking of Derek Dunn, he kind of tagged me in a, in a post today about uh, – the weekend asking if I heard the album. <laughs> has there ever been a weekend post on you know I got soul.com? I don't know if there has, but there has been plenty on soulandstereo.com. And you can go to soulandstereo.com right now and check out the review of the new album, which I fully went into ready to destroy because I am not really a fan of the new poppy singles, but they work really well. I was real it was to me it was the biggest surprise of the year. I did not expect that album to be good. That, about, that album ended up selling about, sorry I didn't cut you off, Tom, but that album is projected to sell about 250000 its first week. Not Which, surprised at all. Dude is everywhere. I mean, that's, yeah, pretty much what I expected with all the success he's had with these singles, so. 
Yep. He, I mean, a lot of people say he abandoned his, his lane or his sound, but personally, I really don't care because I don't support him anyway, so props. <laughs> but um, on the flip side, another R&B album that came out, you know, this recently, this week, was Jordan Sparks' album. Now, Jordan Sparks is, uh, you know, an American Idol alumni, has had, a lot, has had a lot of pop success on this album. She sort of switched over to the R&B pop lane. Uh, that that album didn't really sell a lot. I think it's under ten thousand. I don't know the exact number no. yet, but that album didn't really? sell. Yeah, really. Wow. I haven't heard the album yet. I've been kind of hot and cold on Jordan because she has had the pop stuff. And the problem that I have with a lot of American Idol alumni is that they stay in that kind of cheesy, poppy, save the worldy kind of song lane. And that's just not my bag. So this album, I do like the new singles that she has. So eventually I'll get around to that and it'll probably be pretty decent. You can't say that she isn't a great talent. The woman can sing. Um, that's, that's surprising to me, but I've seen her doing a lot of appearances lately. And, um, Shout out to our boy Salam Remy who signed her to his label and uh, produces executive produced the project. But man, I don't, I just don't know. She's a celebrity. It seems like she has a ton of fans. I'm surprised it didn't do better. I think it just comes down to visibility because even I didn't even know the album was dropping until a couple weeks before. Even though she's known for her vocals, she's known for her acting. I don't know how well it was promoted. Well, let me ask you. Speaking of pop stars, Kyle. Yeah. How do you think how do you think JoJo is gonna do now that she's been rolled being rolled out by Atlantic as a you know, right into that pop lane? Many people were expecting some more R and B flavor when they heard the new music. Wasn't like that at all, but what do you what do you think that the reaction is gonna be from her fans? Uh, you know what? I think her fans, just for the time that she's been gone, they're gonna be happy with anything she puts out. I have read a lot of comments on Twitter and different forums where people were expecting a little more R&B. I personally knew this was the lane that she was going to go into. I don't think she would ever be pushed into a total urban sound. I think what Atlantic is probably trying to do is what they've done with Bruno Mars. Put her in a situation where, you know, the general public will love her. And then just based on her talent, hopefully that, you know, captures all different audiences. I do see her doing some R&B type records on her album just because she's always loved R&B, but I'm not surprised by this direction at all. I think it's going to work for her, actually. I kind of see it going, like I said, the same way it has for Bruno Mars, who, you know, I don't think R&B fans love Bruno Mars, but they definitely respect him. I totally agree. And if you look at early, early, early JoJo stuff, a lot of her stuff leaned on the fence anyway. So I think it's the perfect direction to go in. I'm not mad at all. So... Let's get into this Where Are They Now edition, guys. Some interesting names came up today, some I hadn't thought about in years. And uh, I want to see if you guys are wondering where anyone is in particular. But one of the names that came up a few times was um, A-Marie. And personally, I don't even know where she is because she put out a single earlier this year, announced an EP, kind of just disappeared. It's like she's been doing – she's been away for, what, five years now? Yep. Um, 2009 was the last album she dropped because I remember it was right before I moved to Birmingham. But it's so coincidental that you said A. Marie because literally while we were waiting Tom's presence on this podcast, I was looking at A. Marie's Instagram. So I was um, being a creeper and stalking <laughs> A. Marie because I too wondered where she was and if she was still fine. And yes, she is, dog. 
Um, from what from what I understand, Amory uh, has been on YouTube making video logs about different books and different fashion products and different tea and stuff like that. So I don't know if her heart's all the way in music right now. Um, but, you know, hopefully we get to hear something new from her, too. I did read that she is reuniting with uh, Rich Harrison. So we'll see what happens. Well, I always got the impression that, you know, she got married recently or in the past few years. And I mean, I'm not, I don't want to make it a major assumption, but she obviously doesn't need to do music for a living at this point since she's not. She's not doing shows and she's not making music. So maybe she's well off. I, I have no idea. I can't make any assumptions on that. It just seems, <laughs> I mean, it seems like her from her Instagram, it just looks like she was a little distracted because like, um, like Kyle said, I saw a lot of promotion for her YouTube thing and a lot of fashion stuff. So, I mean, shout out to my girl. She's doing her thing, but yes, I want some rich Harrison, a Marie love in my life. Yep. I got one for you, Kyle. Uh, we got, we got this name that came up a few times. Silk. I know you Silk. ran into them recently. <laughs> yeah, actually, I interviewed Silk. Shout out to Keith Sweat who discovered them. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I uh, actually interviewed Silk. Uh, I'd say about a year ago. They were actually talking about releasing new music soon. They have a whole project completed that they were gonna put out last Valentine's Day, and that was over a year ago. So it wasn't this February, but I think it was the year before that. And still haven't heard. Um, uh, but from what I understood, they were working on a new project. They're still doing shows as well. So I think it's yeah. just a matter of time until we hear a, a new project from them. Silk is one of my all-time favorites. And they are a subject of one of my infamous whatever happened to um, columns. And you're right. Last I heard, they had an album ready to go. Not sure where it is, but my boys, I'm waiting. Oh, Silk is so amazing. Yes. One of my favorites, player. So here's another name. Maybe one of you guys knows the answer. But Carrie Hilson, now, she's still active on social media, so we see she's out there and, and what she's doing with her boyfriend and being a cheerleader at his games. But is she still making music? Does she even care about music anymore? Poor Carrie Hilson has just become a freaking internet meme along with Keisha Cole. So I have not heard or anything musically from her in a while. Last thing I saw was something on Twitter about selling fish plates outside of an award show. That's the last I heard of, Keisha, of uh, Carrie Hilson. Oh, come on. I'm not saying I said it. I'm saying that's what I saw. I think what, one thing we have to consider with these things, like you said, Tom, is, you know, when you reach a certain time in your life, music might not be the number one priority. I think we had talked about it with Tamia where, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be on the road and putting in the, the work already because she's already successful. And that might be the case for some of these artists because, the independent grind or, you know, just the artist grind. It's not, it's a job. So um, if you're already well off, maybe you don't have to do it. Someone like Carrie Hilson, she has publishing. She's written for different artists when she was part of the clutch. So I don't know, but hopefully she puts out something soon. Yeah. Carrie Hilson is one of those artists that always seemed like they had like a great album in them, but we just never got it. So I really think she has some gas in the tank. Another name that came up a few times was Tweet. And obviously, we know where she's at because we interviewed her down at Essence Festival and she kind of gave us the news of she signed to E1 and uh, um, has a new album coming in, I think, January 2016, Charlene. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, how cool is it, guys, that Tweet, who hasn't released an album in, in how many years yet, that she's still 
being called upon to come back. I mean, how do you guys feel about it? Tweet has always been one of the most underrated artists of, and maybe underrated, maybe isn't even the right word because art, because fans still love her. But she came out of the box like a, I mean, just like a tornado in 2002 and dropped another album in 06, 07. And then that was it. I mean, we had EPs and songs here or there, but those first two albums were just so good that we wanted more and we wanted more. So that's why fans are still hungry, especially in this climate, to hear an artist of her caliber, because there is definitely room for her at the table. So another name, and Kyle, this one's for you, Jonte Austin. Jonte Austin. Don't you remember about... I would say two or two or three years ago, he started dropping EPs. <clears throat> I'm not sure if anyone remembers that, but uh, that was actually going to. Yeah, he dropped. I think it was either one or two EPs, but it was, was going to lead up to his debut album, Love, Sex, and Religion. That was actually going to come out. Actually, you know what? On Instagram, I think he had just been posting videos of him putting the final touches on that album. I mean, the album is long overdue. I think Turn It Up came up. It came out in what 2000. Maybe he's revamped it. Maybe he's putting out that, that same project. But I think John T. Austin is another one. He doesn't really need to put out an album. He's a very successful songwriter. And um, I'm, re- I'm not really sure why he hasn't put out the album yet. Because, you know, he doesn't really need the backing of a major label. Uh, I think at this point in his career, I don't, I don't think he's chasing superstardom. So maybe he can just put out that album just for the fans. Another name who came up a few times was Maya. Um, I know she's put out some EPs over the, over the past couple of years, but are you guys anticipating a new one, a new album from Maya? Maya's one of those artists that never seems to really go away for real. Like, she may not be in the spotlight, but there's always a song, there's always an EP, there's always something slowly, you know, just out there and percolating and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that she had that album but maybe that kiss album was a few years ago yeah i think that was 2011 so i guess we're a little overdue but she consistently drops music here and there as long as you know where to look and i don't know i would like to hear an album from her but it hasn't been like she's fallen off the earth since 2003 right so another name that came up this one's a a personal favorite of mine is Chico DeBarge. And I know that he hasn't had an album since 2009. He put out Addiction. And mm-hmm. I've, been, I've actually been wondering where he's been. Ed, Ed, Kyle, have you heard anything? I have heard absolutely nothing from Chico. That's a great question. Uh, yeah. No, nothing. Who else? Um, wait, but wait, wait. Speaking of personal favorites, Chico DeBarge is one of yours. One of my personal favorites. He just came back, actually. And that is Mario, who's been gone for about two years. Put out, put out a song with your boy Rick Ross, Ed. Oh, great! Someone give me that. Someone give give me that Maybach music drop. Um, not here. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, he uh he actually signed a deal with Scott Storch, super producer from the last decade. Um, you know they're back together. They put out. You know they did "Let Me Love You" together, which is you know one of the biggest songs of thousands. They just put out a new record together called "Forever." I'm I'm not a fan of that song, um, but it's it's good to hear from Mario. He's one of the more talented vocalists of the new generation. So, you know, I, I hope he gets a lot of success with this project. He's doing it independently. So, 
Well, some would say that uh, Mario is taking or leaving, but I think he's pretty talented. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think he's very overrated. I mean, underrated as a vocalist. I mean, my issue with him is some of his music tries to cater too much to current trends instead of letting that voice just handle his business. That's kind of my biggest beef with him. And shout out to Scott Storch. He's a good dude. We talented. We had a chance to interview him. I think he was just uh getting out of uh, a rehab situation, so he still made the time for us, which was pretty cool and a uh, good interview. Remember that one, Kyle? Yeah, he uh, uh, he seemed really excited about you know making this comeback, and I think it's finally about to happen. So hopefully he uh, he gets a lot of success, and hopefully him and Mario are able to work together and hopefully you know do something. A name that came up a couple times was Total, and <laughs> I, I know what it's been because um I know Pam and Kima have still been doing spot dates under the name Total. Keisha Epps, not so much. So. Would you guys want to do a Total Project? I don't know, player. Like, Total has, and uh, that was another group that we were talking about, um, Kyle and I were discussing right before you came on. And Total, we have fond memories of because they just came on in that hot, hot period of bad boy where they just, everything those brothers touched was platinum and gold. And they just kind of rolled that wave. Taking them away from that, I don't know. Like, I want to, if I hear them, I want to hear them singing the old stuff. I don't know if, especially with us, just the two of them. I know Miss Epps is married and doing the thing now. So, I don't know if the game is really begging for a total reunion. What, you don't want total singing over a bunch of 808 beats? Um, I don't <laughs> really want to hear mustard on the beat hole with those three on. <laughs> so, here's another one. Maxwell, where's See, where's the, where's the the music, the albums we were promised? Well, player, that's, let me tell you something about Maxwell. Maxwell is the friend that you have that before you go to the club, you're like, "Are we going to the club tonight?" Yeah, I'm coming. You know he ain't coming. Like, just go <laughs> on and go because you know he ain't coming. You just gonna get your clothes on, you are gonna sit and you are gonna wait, and he not gonna show up. And then two days later, he gonna be like, "Oh man, my phone died." Maxwell is Maxwell. Like, he isn't gone anywhere. He'll pop up. He'll give us an album. It'll be great. He'll say it's part of a trilogy that's going to drop every six months. No, it ain't. Like, you just deal with what you got. But when he comes, he comes correct every time. Right. The next one is Kyle's boy, uh, Tevin Campbell. What's he up to, Kyle? Yes. Um, we had a chance to bump into Tevin Campbell. Yeah, he's actually working on a new project, or he said he was the last time we bumped into him. He said he was actually getting into the studio with T-Pain, and I kid you not, he did say that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, here's one for you, Ed. Michael McCary from Boys to Men. <laughs> Michael from Boys to Men? Is he still doing the thing? I thought he called it or I thought he called it quits. I think he did. I didn't know if you heard anything or not. Not that I heard. I think that's it for that brother. <laughs> um, who else? We got uh, Heather Headley, who last released an album in 2012. We haven't really featured her too much on the site, but have you heard anything? Not at all. I am, I was a fan of her early work, but she's another who's kind of just dropped off the radar. I can't think of anything pretty recent. I don't even remember the 2012 album very much. 
She's de- I think she was doing some Broadway stuff. That seems vaguely familiar. Maybe she was doing some play work, but as far as new music, nothing that I can remember. This name came up a couple times, but I didn't even know who it was. Davina? Are you familiar? Yes, I remember Davina. What can you tell us? Where is she? I don't know. <laughs> Davina, <laughs> I, Davina was like, I want to say it's either very early 2000 or late 90s. Like she was very, very, very um, under the radar. Came out, had one hot single, you know, made a lot of rounds on radio. That was it. But besides that, Davina, that's a great one. <laughs> Tom, Ed, Tom, I got another one for you. This I've actually been trying to hunt her down since I joined this website. Do you guys remember Toya? Yep. Toya? You don't Where remember Toya? At? I mean, what were you trying to hunt her down for, though? <laughs> she, has, she has that one big song. Did she have an album? <laughs> I thought yeah. she did. Oh, my bad. Um, so no, I didn't hear that. To, um, she was signed to, uh, what is it, Arista? Yeah, she was signed to Arista. What was yes. the song? I do. I do. Oh, that was big? Yes. It's, yeah. uh, it, it resides on the Ed Pod player. Yes, that song was a banger. Is it? Okay. All right. Maybe down south, I guess. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a get crunk anthem, trust me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, guys. We're running short on time, Tom. Who else do you have? <laughs> that's that. Those are the main names that that came up here. Uh, I got. I got. Hold on. These three names came up. I think only Ed might be able to answer this one. Okay. Solo after seven and Jeff Red. That was more of your generation, Ed. Oh, more of my generation. <laughs> player, I'm not sipping on a Geritol Martini as we have this discussion, player. <laughs> I'm like three years older than you. Anyway, those three <laughs> of the three, I would love to hear an after seven reunion. Solo, I was never too big into, but I have not heard anything from any of that collective. Damn. Well, let me let me just ask you something, guys. In this day and age of social media and, and the internet, is it ever really possible to ask where someone has gone? Because you can really easily see what everyone is doing these days with some minor exceptions with some minor exceptions. I mean, you know, for like, and for a fan like me who can use my Google Kung Fu and try to track down anybody, um, I, it might be a little bit easier for me to do it. But I think a lot of fans just kind of, when they say they want to hear from someone, they just think they'll magically pop up on their radios. And what I've always preached is, Sometimes if you're a fan, you got to go a few steps extra to find out if that means visiting Key Sweat's Wikipedia page three times a day to see when that new album going to drop. That might be what a brother might have to do. So if that's something that you really want to explore, you got Wikipedia, you got Google, you got, you know, I got soul.com interviewing artists all the time. You got soul and pissing off artists all the time. So there's plenty of outlets for you to find information about it. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm in denial. Um, if there's an artist that I listened to when I was younger and I want to find them on Twitter now, I kind of don't want to. Based on the fact that if I if I do find their account, they probably have like 300 followers, and I can't live knowing that no one knows them anymore. 
Is that like Kylie Dean or? Uh oh, no, no, she Kylie, has a, yeah. no Kylie Dean on my watch player. <laughs> I got all the unreleased and they are banging. Hey, we love mm-hmm. Kylie Dean. She's a supporter of You Know I Got Soul. Yep. Shout How about someone like uh, the R&B group Cherish? Uh, or Cherish? have Cherish, yeah. No, they had they had one song. They what was that song that they had? Amnesia. I like that song. Yeah. How many followers do you think they have right now? Uh, probably 300. like three hundred more than me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. I know you're running late on. You gotta go soon, so. I want to get into this this uh, this segment. This is a new segment for us. I'll call it the open mic segment, where I'll just say something and you guys give me your answer. Okay. <laughs> what the? You guys, you guys no, ready? I love it. I'm ready. All right. Saddest song ever. One twelve. You're better. Oh man, yes. Um, I was just gonna say anything by Carl Thomas because that is the saddest thing I have ever seen. He's not sadder than Mario Winans. Come on now. Oh, yeah. He's up there. <laughs> look at the cover of it, the emotional album. I have never seen a man look so downtrodden in that turtleneck than poor Carl Thomas. He's like his heart is broken in a million pieces. I mean, I love him, but that's a sad looking brother. Come on, man. Every video Mario Winans was in, he was going through turmoil. Oh, no. No question. No question. <laughs> but I don't know if he can... When poor Carl Thomas is reaching out to the screen at the end of the emotional video, it looks like his work <laughs> is. That's classic. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'll give you guys one more. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. The best Timbaland produced song. Oh. Oh. All right. Love to love you. Really? I, I mean, on the spot, gun, gun to my head, that came to mind. I don't know. It mm. might be up there. Oh, I should know this, being that I'm from VA, that I am the biggest Timberland fan you will ever know. But it's like when you look at a bucket of Halloween candy, you don't even know what to pick because it's all so delicious, dog. I want to say... One in a million? I don't know. I just uh, you stumped me. What? What? I'm just look off the top of my head, player. That's what I'm just saying. You're There's too much to pick podcast. from. You're banned for the next podcast. What's wrong with one in a million? It wasn't like production genius or anything. At the time, that was mind blowing, player. When that beat dropped, people were like, "What is this?" I mean, it's no big pimping, you know. Well, no, you're looking at it like, yeah, there's no big pimping as far as whatever. But for its era, when that beat hit, people were like, what is this? It sounds like aliens are landing in my speaker. I, I was joking about big pimping, by the way. I, I know. I just ignored it. Well, come on. Pony was more of aliens are landing. What is these noises happening? And I would say that. No, and that one was too. But I'm just saying, I remember the visceral reaction when that song hit in '96, and girls didn't know what to do. It was like their world had changed. But again, this. this is just gun to my head. Like I'm sure there are a thousand others I would pick if I had. Kyle, you, you pick yours. You know what? I think I'm gonna go with the baby's crying. Are you that somebody? 
Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's, uh, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. I might have to defer to that. All right, now we're gonna go into the very last open mic, the worst produced Timbaland song. The first one that comes to mind, guys. Oh, I I got it. No wait, right. that was a no, that was a Neptune song. Whoops. <laughs> what the hell was that? The Neptune song is. Wait, back me up on this, Kyle. The one they gave to um. Wait, what am I thinking of? Miss Jade. Yeah, that one. Right. I don't even recall. I don't recall that song. That how do you know what I was thinking of? A Miss Jade song that they I'm gave that that Pharrell did. Yep. No, not what? just Pharrell. Chad was there too, man. Well, I'm just trying to say, which song is this? I don't remember them producing anything on that it album. It wasn't a single. It was an album cut? Yeah. I know the album well. It's just not ringing a bell. I'll look it up while we're answering the actual question. Oh, yeah. We're, we're like not on the question. Um, um, worst produced Timberland song. I don't know if there's a such thing as a poorly produced Timberland song. Ah, uh, that's, that's what about that one with uh, Katy Perry? I don't know that song. I don't Did we have it again? I oh, I know. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. You do know that song. What is it? If we ever meet again. But that doesn't even sound like that's Timber true. Song. I'm so, yeah, that's true. So. The Miss Jade song is called The Come Up. It's number four on the album. I'm going to skip that song because I do not remember that at all. It's really I know bad. the album very well, but I don't. that's not ringing a bell. I do hate that Timberland song with Flo Rida, so I can't remember the production. That Elevator song, but I'll go with that just because I want to throw some Flo Rida shade because it's Flo Rida, so forget Flo Rida. You know what's a great Timberland song, by the way? What? Deliverance with Bubba Sparks. Yes! That whole, listen, player, that whole album is one of the most underrated albums in the past, I don't know, I don't think it's been 10 years now, but in the past few years. That album is very underrated. Walk the streets of New York City and tell people that. <laughs> New York is has its own issues to be... What? Need to, yes, it needs to elect this brother mayor and let's see what goes down. Let me clean up him when I see. I was talking to Barry recently. I was telling mm -hmm. him how big of a star that uh, Mr. Cheeks is. And he's like, nah, he's a local celebrity in New York City. Because Barry from Richmond, Virginia. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Mr. Cheeks, I wouldn't call him a big star, but I wouldn't call him a local celebrity either. <laughs> called him a local. He said nobody outside of New York knew who he is. True what? story. Player. <laughs> the Lost Boys were a big deal. Um, Lights, camera, action was a big deal. Like, I said this. Shout out to my man, Barry, but you don't get it right all the time, homie. I, even <laughs> though I got to support my VA people. You know Barry loves to ruffle our... He always has to say something to rile us up. You know that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, last question for you guys as part of our... And I've said last question like five times already. I know. But the very last one, this is another open mic uh, question. What if Genuine and Timbaland had stayed together for Genuine's career? I think he would have gotten another couple of decent albums out of. I think that Genuine was 
around the time, and I know we kind of blame it on, oh, you know, he left Tim, so his killer, his career slid down. You also remember Genuine, like, got married, had kids, like, he was starting to live the family life. So his, as we were saying earlier about the A. Marie's, like, when you get families coming to the picture, your your attention gets distracted a bit. So I think we would have gotten a couple more good songs, maybe another album or two that were decent, but I don't think it would have suddenly made him the greatest R&B star of all time. I'm going to make a super bold prediction right now. Well, first of all, Genuine had differences by himself. He had Stingy by himself. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But, um, super bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Timberland would have never worked with Justin Timberlake, and Timberland would have never been the star he is today. Oh, no question. No question. I'm just saying. No question. More time for Genuine. And pass up the, the Timberlake opportunity, and would have been history would have changed completely. I yep. would. That is what put him over. I mean, he would still be beloved. He would still have a a massive catalog, but that is what put him over the top. No question. Yeah, I think with that all being said, though, I still think Usher, because the debate has always been, you know, if Genuine had stayed with Timbaland, he would have been on Usher's level. I don't think so. No. I think Usher, Please. Well, knowing Genuine personally, I'll say no way. No way. No offense to Genuine. Great dude. No, no, no. We love Genuine. I just don't see, I mean, how can I say this without coming off bad? I don't think he has that drive to be the super global pop star that Usher does. That's the way I see it. So exactly. And yeah. and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, like at that stage in Genuine's career, he was focusing on other things to be an usher. You have to focus on stardom. That has to be your focus. And at that point, now, if this was 96, 95, maybe. But, you know, Genuine was like three or four albums in the game. Like it wasn't going to happen. Yep. Uh, Tom, do you guys do you have anything for uh, the this or that, the rapid fire mode? No, we'll return with that rapid fire next next podcast. I know Ed is uh, short on time, so we'll wrap it up now. So, anything you got coming up, Ed? You want to share with us? Let's see. If you haven't been to SoulAndStereo dot com lately, get your life right because we got the heat. We got the review of the weekend's new album. We've got some more love letter questions. And uh, y'all sending me some crazy questions, but I love it. So send me some questions for me to rant on. I've got plenty of that going. And we'll see what comes up in the next couple weeks as far as music releases that we can do some reviews on. Sounds good. You know I got soul. We're going to keep bringing these interviews, keep bringing in this good R&B. For those who don't know, we spend a lot of time deciding what to post. We don't post everything that's out there like some other sites. We only post mm-hmm. what's good. So if you see a song on the site, check it out. You're probably going to end up liking it. We make sure of that. So, Yep. And, and before we get out of here, I want to just say happy birthday to Michael Jackson. Today is Michael Jackson's birthday. just want to give a quick shout out to the king of pop. No question. He is the forefather of it all. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so with that all said, we are out of here. Again, there's one that eats beef, the other one that listens to Keith. And we are out. <laughs> Chief Keith. <laughs>